Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rogue Media. (laughs) Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? I am alive. <laughs> that is, uh, I hope that's true. <laughs> I hope you're not some sort of like, you know, dark racer Bell that's out to get me for some sort of reason. Like maybe I'm not attached to the normal reality timeline. We'll talk about that for those of you who know what I'm talking about. That's coming later this episode. Uh, but yeah, man, you are alive. You are kicking it here at Flash TV Talk, uh, an awesome fan podcast talking about the CW excellent smash hit, The Flash. We are live, ladies and gentlemen, right now at Mixler.com slash Brogue Media, where we've got an awesome live chat going on right now. Shout out to Will Benson, The Green Arrow, Jonas, Will D, Lauren, Captain Dooley, Bob Joe, Linderman, The Green Arrow, all of you guys. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. We also have a CW exec in the chat. How about that? Oh, that's awesome. How you doing, CW executive? You can rent my voice for the low, low price of $8,000 an hour. No, no, no. You don't want Bell's voice. What you what, what you really want is the script I've been working on, man. I got a good script. It's it's uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's solid. It's, it's gold, Jerry. It's gold. Uh, but you got to check it out. Thank you all so much for being here at the live show. We're really glad that, uh, that you're here to uh, enjoy and uh, geek out with us as we uh, talk about this uh, amazing television show that we all, all love. Before we get into uh, this episode, man, we got a little bit of housekeeping here at the top, the top of the show, and that is to say, housekeeping. housekeeping? That is to say, <laughs> special thanks uh, to our new patrons. Yes, last Ooh. episode we announced it, but we've got a new Patreon account at Patreon.com/slash/TVTalk. Or if you're listening, by the way, at the Satchel Podcast Player, there's a button right there that says "Become a Patron." Just click that button; it'll take you right there. Uh, but yeah, man, we've got some great new uh, patrons. So shout out to Paul Francis, who is now part of our Brain Trust. We also got Charlie Bach, Will Benson, who are part of our superheroes, and then also heroes Carrie Stewart and Michael Graff, who are making yes. this show happen. So shout out to you guys; y'all are awesome. Yes, we very much appreciate it, and I very much appreciate the uh, uh, <laughs> the reward that you guys unlocked on the Patreon. Um, yeah. I got to see those pictures; that was pretty awesome. The Jay Garrick helmet all day at work. Yeah, so of course last week we mentioned with the uh, the announcement of the new Patreon account, we mentioned uh, you know some of the the different tiers that you could become uh, a patron and what what that meant for you as soon as you became a patron. Uh, but yeah, we do have some goals uh, that as people become patrons they unlock. And yes, our first goal was met this last past week, which was for me to go from being the real Bo York to becoming the real Bo Garrick. And uh, by the way, hashtag the real Bo Garrick. You can find all those pictures right there. Uh, the agreement was that if you guys uh, get us to the $10 level episode uh, or $10 per episode level, uh, then yes, I would spend my entire day at work wearing a Jay Garrick helmet, uh, that it would be live tweeted, that the hashtag the real Bo Garrick would be used. And in fact, that all went down. So check that out. The real Bo Garrick on Twitter. Uh, that, that hashtag is there for you to enjoy. But I want to encourage you, if you're listening right now, help us get to the next goal, 
which is Belle putting on the Gorilla Grodd suit, but not just that, walking around the streets of Austin wearing a sign that says free hugs. That needs to happen, folks. We need to see Ring That Grodd return in a big way. And there will be pictures and video evidence as proof. Exactly. So help us get there. That's at the $25 per episode level. Uh, and by the way, you know, with, with, uh, those are kind of our, our first two kind of lower level goals, mostly just kind of for fun and to, to really, uh, you know, just, just kind of poke fun at ourselves with this kind of early launch of the, uh, the Patreon account. But we do actually have some legitimate good stuff coming your way. Not that ring that crowd is not legitimate. I mean, it's the most legitimate. I mean, it, I, I don't want to downplay it for sure, but we also have some other goals uh, attached with kind of building up, which is content for you guys. We uh, Once we hit the $50 level, we're going to do an Arrow TV Talk Season 2 retrospective where we look back and discuss Season 2. Also, Young Justice TV Talk Season 2, a uh, retrospective episode on that is one of our goals. It builds from there. Arrow TV Talk Season 3 Part 1, Arrow TV Talk Season 3 Part 2, Arrow TV Talk Season 4 Part 1, and of course, Arrow TV talk uh season four part two basically as you guys help support the show we want to unlock more content for you guys so help us make this show happen and we will continue to provide you with the awesome podcast that you've been enjoying as well as additional content on top of that uh so again patreon.com slash tv talk or or if you're listening with the satchel podcast player click on be a patron it's right there in the player itself so click that button uh become a patron unlock some great stuff All right, man, we have got an episode to discuss tonight. Are you ready to do this? I think we should hop to it. Let's (laughs) hop or run to it. You know, I was trying to like, you know, will people get the connection between like, you know, hop to it and run to it? I mean, run to it just seems kind of too on the nose. So I don't know. Bell, before we jump into actually this episode, I want to make mention of something that's coming later on in this episode of the podcast. We got so many tweets in uh, this week about the reveals from Legends of Tomorrow. Now, of course, Bell, you are a uh, co-host, a host over at Legends TV Talk, the podcast that covers the Legends of Tomorrow television show. Uh, However, given that a lot of the connections were pretty strong, uh, we will be discussing some of those reveals, but we're going to do it later on the show, especially since those are essentially spoiled for a television show that we don't normally cover. Uh, So look for that coming down the road. But for now, man, let's jump into The Rundown. The The Rundown. Episode 11 of Season 3, Dead or Alive. Directed by Harry J. And story by... Benjamin Robb and Derek A. Hughes. Well, what happened this episode? The woman who is called the Gypsy is a bounty hunter with vibe powers similar to Cisco's, intending on taking HR back to Earth-19 for trial and execution as interdimensional travel is forbidden there. Cisco demands a trial by combat, which she accepts. Barry and HR then try to ambush her but are easily defeated. Julian finds a stratagem for Cisco, who uses it to defeat her. But rather than killing her, he allows her to return to Earth-19. But she makes it clear that HR can never return since she will state that she killed him. Meanwhile, Iris, determined to make a legacy for herself, persuades Wally to help her bust an arms dealer. While he is out scouting, she confronts the dealer, seemingly unafraid of death. Wally saves her. Uh, But Joe gets angry and suspicious due to her lack of fear. Barry informs Wally that he needs to surpass Barry as a speedster in order to save Iris from Savitar. All right, man. I, you know, I got to tell you about this episode right here. Uh, there, there's a, in my mind, there's kind of some similarities to the episode that we got this week and the episode that we got last week, which is both, uh, we're kind of, what's the right word? Slow? 
they, they didn't have as much of like an umph if you consider kind of what we ended the first half of the season on with, you know, uh, speed gods and Jay Garricks and, and, you know, all these uh, prophecies and these amazing, big, huge things. However, I do feel that in the midst of kind of taking a, a bit of a, not necessarily a step back, but really kind of slowing things down, getting a chance to uh, find where all the characters are, we actually get some really interesting reveals about uh, various folks here. But but I do want to address that at the top of the show because I saw some tweets coming in in terms of these last two episodes being a little bit less interesting as to what came before. But what do you think about that? Well, uh, you know, mentioning reveals and, and, and interesting things, I, I think the most interesting thing about this episode and, and yeah, you know, they haven't been as good as some of the other ones. You know, there's there hasn't been any Savitar. We haven't seen a lot of stuff going on. There's just been some, you know, uh, Barry and Iris relationship you know, squad goal kind of things going on. And, uh, this one though, I think had a much greater revelation and that is we finally found out what Cisco's real superpower is. <laughs> and that is, he's able to woo villains just innately. Like they just fall in love with him. No, man, whatever. I mean, they don't quote unquote fall in love with him. They mess with his head and then they leave him high and dry, man. Like freaking <laughs> Cis- know, she, Cisco she can't has- get a break. Cisco cannot get a break. I know, but she could have killed Gypsy. Could have killed Cisco numerous times. Lonely, I'm so lonely. <laughs> I have nobody. But he has infinite, like a number of Earths, or I guess fifty-two Earths that he can go travel to and go find people. I mean, like he 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 has fifty-two times the options of any other normal person on the planet. Uh, I guess I guess there is something to that. I mean, I, let's since you since you since you go there, man. Let's let's start there. Um, that battle, we, we got essentially kind of a, a vibe versus vibe with vibe versus gypsy using similar powers here and, and kind of their, both their ability to jump worlds. We got something really special and unique that was a huge surprise to me. I'm so glad it wasn't spoiled that essentially their combat took place over multiple earths, including a return to earth Two, as well as a jump over to the, the, uh, the earth of Supergirl. And the Earth of Mustafar. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, nobody called that out. Why did nobody call that out? Uh, because I wasn't live tweeting the episode. That will do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was super cool. Like I, I was I was and that, that's the reason why this episode to me was uh, uh, stronger than the the ones leading up to it is because that was something I was not expecting at all. It came right out of the blue and it was super cool, you know, because thinking about it. Yeah, sure. It makes perfect sense once you see it. But we've never seen that kind of trick used before with Vibe's powers. Mm. And so it was just – it's always been like a jump in, jump out kind of thing. Uh, but but it's never been like I'm going to take you to this place and fight you there sort of thing. It's always been like a, a, a travel technique or whatnot. Um, it's been a utility. It hasn't necessarily been like a a weapon. Right, right, exactly. And, and they weaponized that and that was so cool to see. And uh, yeah, just jumping to the different uh, Earths that we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was great, man. If, if you know, I, I would love to see a half season, maybe not a full season, but at least like a half season of of kind of like a road trip of Barry and Vibe, like hopping Earth to Earth to Earth. You know, the, the fact that we do get to kind of at least momentarily revisit Earth 2 and then actually go to Supergirl's Earth, but then then get the Mustafar Earth as well and just kind of see like, no, there there's an infinite 
amount of Earths out there. Now, I guess I say that. I mean, there was a time in the comics where there were only 52 Earths, but I do believe, and, and y'all correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think they've returned to the the uh, original mindset, which is there are literally infinite Earths out there, uh, in which case, you know, something as small as just this one change could have changed everything or multiple changes occur. There's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot of things they could do down the line if they wanted to. And I'm telling you, Barry and or Barry and Vibe just earth jumping for a while and experiencing various you know uh, how they do it how's that this is how they do it just like the uh the family guy episodes that they started doing with brian and stewie how they get in this insane situation and it'd be like you know road to Rhode island you know like road dog all those different it'd be road to the multiverse exactly like that yeah yeah. like your musical numbers like we're off on the road to the multiverse (laughs) (laughs) it would be awesome yeah of course that musical number that that is coming that is coming so i know but you know they're not gonna do a multiverse jingle no they but they might considering who's gonna be in that song called super friends well is there do we know that uh yeah one of the uh spoilers uh, spoilers let's just i mean it's a song title okay fair enough but still song titles can ruin things i don't know if you saw the uh this is going to take you back and uh but the the original soundtrack for uh phantom menace like was released the name of the songs were released before the movie and one of them was qui-gon's funeral that was the (laughs) name of the song (laughs) or something like that whatever it was it completely spoiled the fact that qui-gon was gonna die Anyway, that's that's Star Wars. Let's let's talk about the Flash here. You know, we do get Cisco and uh, Gypsy. They have this natural chemistry. Uh, you know, the, you're you're right. Cisco does have almost kind of this natural chemistry with almost any female supervillain that uh, that comes in his way. Uh, I but, was kind of reminded of the scene from uh, Beavis and Butthead to America when Beavis meets Chelsea Clinton, and he's like, "I see you have braces. I have braces too." Well, and it's kind of like vibes like, "I see you can do vibe powers." <laughs> I can do vibe powers too. <laughs> there, I mean, there's something to that, right? This is this is a bit of a unique situation. It's not just Golden Glider, uh, in which case there's a you know a, psych, a psychopath that he's that he's attracted to. No, this is actually somebody who shares in his ability and understands the world uh, in a way that only really truly he can. You know, the fact of the matter is, and I, I, I you know, you know, I love Cisco, right? Oh yeah, for sure. He he has no game. I'm just going to say this right now. I love Cisco, but but he has no game whatsoever. Like I feel like a lot of these ladies like it must be a sympathy thing with him. I mean, I have better game than Cisco, and that's saying a lot. That's what I'm saying. And so like <laughs> I know that I know that Golden Glider, I know she's crazy. I know that, you know, Gypsy, she's a uh, interdimensional bounty hunter, but but still, but still. I like is this a sympathy thing? That's my question because I, I feel like Gypsy no, no offense to our boy, but I do feel like Gypsy could do better. Yeah, I, I think perhaps it's that Cisco thinks he looks like his brother Dante. <laughs> when, like when he's imagining himself saying those lines, uh-huh, he's uh-huh. like, "Ah, yeah, this is how Dante would say it." And like, you know, if Dante said that, yeah, sure, maybe. But when Cisco says it, it's like, "Oh, you just want to pat him on the head." <laughs> I know, I know, I feel bad. He's got that puppy thing going. That that's not that doesn't pl- that that puppy thing don't play. In this kind of like, you know, uh, you know, quick interactions that he ends up having with these ladies. It just, it's just, I don't think that, I don't know. I could be wrong though. I've been out of the game a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so they, they did have that, uh, that connection between them with, with the powers being what they were. Uh, Ben, I I really, you know, as, as, as awesome as it was to see, you know, the introduction of a a new character of Gypsy and, and also kind of see Cisco take a a front and center role in, in the hero 
uh, department. One of the things that really stood out to me is actually the the B plot here, which was Iris and Wally. You know, we we had in the Flashpoint universe the siblings teaming up, being something of a superpower team, and Iris really kind of being motivated by the you know the realization that she may be checking out in the uh, in the next couple of months, and she wants to make sure that she leaves a legacy. Uh, she wants to make sure that she's doing something important with her life. But what I found really fascinating was was the fact that she like future knowledge has given her the sense of like immortality to some extent you know which i think is awesome and so so here, here's the thing with it it's it's an interesting conundrum right because they've proven that they can change the future so with the knowledge that you can change the future and the knowledge that you die in the future by the hands of savitar i would think that Iris wouldn't be taking as many risks. Well, but see, that's the thing. We, You know that, and I know that. Flash knows that. A lot of people know that. But I don't know that Iris knows that. I you, thought they told, like, when, when they... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, like, being told, like, oh, we can change the future and still being, like... And, and, and yet, at the same time, we're all freaking out because we're still worried you're going to die despite the fact that we've already taken, like, we've already changed the future. Like to yeah, me, point. you know, I'm, I'm going to go on the mindset of like, you know what? Worst case scenario, I'm out. Let's let's go with that. And if that's the case, you know, I'm I'm going skydiving. I'm going <laughs> rocky mountain climbing. I'm going put a gun with superpowers right up to my chest. Is that from a song? Is, you, you don't know that song? No. You don't know that song? It's like a... It sounded- like you're you're Texas. That's a country music thing. It was like a big deal. Is it pop country or is it like you know actual country? Oh, it's it pop. Tim McGraw. Tim, yeah, that's pop country. That's pop. I don't country. I don't I don't listen to that. It's like my kryptonite. <laughs> Iris Iris been listening to Tim McGraw, my friend. She been living. You know, I, I I have to ask you this though. If you knew the day you're going to die, would you just do all sorts of crazy random stuff? Because so that's the thing. I actually had a concept for a television series, which was a guy finds out the exact date he's going to die. And so, you know, like, like he, he's tapped by the fates essentially that like this, this is when you're going to die. And so he, he puts himself in these impossible scenarios, except in the first episode, he ends up like almost becoming paralyzed because, you know, you'd be surprised what you can live through, right? That old Aladdin line. Um, and I actually thought about that. I mean, to be fair, if I guess if, if, from her mind, from Iris's mind, if she is, uh, you know, well enough to be to go toe to toe with with Savitar, at least be you know, uh, be standing face to face with Savitar, then it's likely that she's not going to be paralyzed or anything like that, right? So I yeah, mean, you know, it'd be a different story if Savitar stabs her in a hospital bed. Exactly. Exactly. Right? <laughs> this was out in the middle of the park. She was out chilling. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. No, I got that. You know, she's. Uh, I. I actually really appreciate that. I, I love. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, when she was explaining everything to Barry about, especially the the concept of wanting to leave a legacy. Um, you know, because I don't know that she really unpacked the whole. Oh, I'm going to die then, therefore I'm not going to die now. She never really. I don't believe. I could be misremembering, but I don't think she ever stated that. I feel like that was visually stated more than it was her actually explaining it. Uh, in her mind, it is more of like I'm going to die anyway. Uh, you know, hopefully not, but likely I'm going to die anyway. Therefore, I want to make sure that what I do in the next couple of months, it's going to mean something. It's going to have an impact. Yeah. In the event I do die and we are unable to change the future, I want to leave the world a better place and I want them to remember me for something. 
look, dude, I love Iris. I absolutely love Iris. Um, and and it it just makes me even more grateful for the fact that she's a full fledged member of the team, and we're not doing that thing where we string out, you know, four, three, three to four episodes, or you know, three, four, five seasons in. Oh, we've got to keep the secret from the significant other. I'm so glad we're not doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's just it's it's an old trope, and it's tired, and it needs to die. You know, um, Iris does go to Joe. Uh, to talk to her when they're trying to, she's trying to set things up and get, and, you know, Wally's going to run in and get the information and everything. She starts kind of implying that her and Barry uh, have a, have a, you know, a third wheel joining the. <laughs> Dude, Iris has no chill. Yeah, no, she was like, really. That was not cool. <laughs> well, here's the thing that got me, man. She, she, her, her kind of like bait and switch was we're getting a pet, and I'm like, Joe doesn't know about the turtle. Y'all already got a pet. Yeah. Well, when she said dogs are cats, like, like, you know, I'm just saying, man, like they got, they, she said she implied pet. She said pet. I mean, I know she said dogs, cats, but I mean, like, like nobody, here's my question. Is the turtle going to end up becoming the new Gideon? Like, are we just, Uh, it's there, but we're never going to talk about it again. You know, I think so. Because honestly, I forgot about the turtle. Does that mean that turtle is going to end up becoming a regular (laughs) On Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, that would be hilarious if the turtle shows up on Legends of Tomorrow. I would love that. I would love that. Oh, my god! But gosh. I think more likely what's going to happen is Barry and Irish are going to come home and be like, what's that smell? <laughs> oh, God, the turtle. <laughs> I forgot to And then HR is going to come over like a week later and be like, so, how's the turtle doing? Like, oh, he's great, HR. He's great. He's great. <laughs> Where is he? Can I see him? No, no, no. He's asleep. Oh, uh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, poor turtle. Somebody call animal services. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's taking care of the turtle? This is what I'm saying, man. She's already forgotten. She's already forgotten. This is it's tragic. But yeah, so of course, uh, that was that was a great moment. Uh, before she, When she walked in, actually, uh, Joe was uh, chilling with his lady friend. Uh, they had kind of a that's what she said moment. Yeah, yeah. Something about uh, something that was overly sexual, uh, I think. It wasn't that. I mean, like I feel like it was forced, but sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but regardless, yes, uh, Joe... Uh, dealing with the fact it's interesting seeing him uh, be so proud, of course, of Barry and now Wally uh, and, you know, being just all about the fact that uh, both of his sons are are superheroes. And, of course, Wally, man, Wally hit the jackpot at the top of the show with, uh, you know, saving a bus full of, of cheerleaders. I feel like that's every, <laughs> you know, teen boy sidekicks, uh, you know, that's their end game when it's all said and done. Right, right. So here's my question, though, about about Joe, uh, you know, talking about his sons, both of them being superheroes. Uh, I kind of thought like once they did the whole Barry and Iris and the move in thing that they would kind of like move away from that. Because, in fact, Joe said at this episode, like both my sons are superheroes. uh, And like, you know, speaking of sons, my daughter's got something going on, you know, because when the show first started out, I was like, oh, Barry and and Iris are are like brother and sister. Like, that's kind of weird. And, uh, you know, everybody kind of got over it. Right. Well, it seems. I mean, I don't know. It seems kind of interesting that they're that that they're still going with that sort of motif, as in like Joe thinks both of them are his, are you know both uh, Wally and, and Barry are his sons, you know, and his daughter, and he's you know mm-hmm. there's there's no awkwardness whatsoever from him at least about that fact. Um, you know, I, actually, there was that moment right where he was talking to J- I think he was talking to Barry, and he said very specifically, you know, you can you can talk to me, like he was saying, like if if you need to talk, like we can we can talk about this. And it was such a great moment too, because it was just kind of this thing like, man, this this is this this is a man that has been a father to him, and potentially also a father-in-law. And I mean, you know, how weird is that? Your my dad 
dad-in-law. Okay, all right, yeah, no, I I get and I definitely see the weirdness factor there, but I'm just saying that that the quality, the caliber of man that Joe is in oh, terms sure. of kind of a paternal figure, uh to have that on both, you know, on both ends is kind of like a, you know, it's a double check mark. That's awesome. Um, He's like the Ur father, the one father from which all other fathers were created. <laughs> uh, if, <laughs> if only, if only. Uh, but yeah, no, man, uh, I, you know, I, I think I've gotten used to it. Like, it's not weird for me anymore. It was weird for me for a while there, but it just, I guess it's just, it's, it's the status quo now. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of chill with it. Well, you know, Jay friend in the chat actually brings up a really interesting point uh, because they wrote uh, Barry is moving to son-in-law. That's status. right. That's exactly right. So when you think of it like a son-in-law, poof. <laughs> the weirdness just, just goes away. Yeah, no, this is true. This is absolutely true. Man, this was uh, this was really kind of a, a good moment for uh, Julian to shine a little bit. You know, we've we've got uh, we mentioned this actually last episode, but with Julian joining the team right now, that we we got a lot of uh, Team Flash or Team Star Labs, depending on who you ask. But regardless, like the the roster has grown significantly. Yeah, you know they they get. Uh, uh more and more people, and then every season somebody dies. It seems to be kind of the trend, or somebody turns evil, or somebody gets, you know, disappeared it into the Speed Force, or sometimes someone dies and gets disappeared it into the Speed Force. Right, right, yeah. That's an interesting kind of conundrum that we have there. So that leads the question: Who does what? No, like, like literally. No, this, this, this is my question right now. And I mean, I, I think they're kind of establishing this. But when you've got so many, all right, let's let's take it back. Let's actually let's take a couple steps back. And look at the origins of the DC TV universe, which was, it all started with Arrow, right? Uh, and if you think about what the original team Arrow was, it was three members. Like, literally, it was, it was you had your hero, uh, who's kind of also your, your team leader. And then you also had uh, a, a tech person, who is your hacker. And then you also had your, um, I guess... Dig was kind of the the backup, the the muscle, if you will. He was also kind of the cover as as well. And so, you know, the the three, uh, the OG Team Arrow, kind of facilitated everything that was needed for the time. Now, again, that's urban warfare. We're dealing with a lot of bigger concepts here. But if you think about the breakdown of what the team is right now, you got Flash. He is your power. He is like the powerhouse, right? Yeah. You also have Iris. She's the team leader. When it comes down to it, she's the one that whips everybody into shape. You also have Cisco. He's kind of the engineer. He kind of equips uh, Flash and Team Flash with everything they need. The tech guy. Exactly. You've got Caitlin. She's kind of the medic. Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, she's also kind of, you know, there's, there's a lot of other super science that kind of, you know, she and, and Cisco kind of feed off each other there. Uh, but if we kind of, you know, pull them back to kind of their core membership, what they actually facilitate, Caitlin, she's she's the medic. Uh, Cisco, the, the engineer. We have... Um, Kid Flash, he's the he's the rookie, I guess. I mean, he's the trainee, he's the intern. What would you qualify him as? Uh, I mean, he's kind of like a you know he he's a power as well. But uh, I I think the the two of them together would, would would qualify as the power. But they each have like a sub role where like you know Barry is like the heart of the team mm. in addition to being part of the powerhouse. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's and good. Wally is the 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 fresh like you know rejuvenating young blood kind of personality to the team he brings in that like fresh look because everybody well, else has been doing it for a while except for that's him. the he, thing he, he's, yeah, there he's to, the fresh look well i would actually argue that hr is actually the fresher look because if you think about like uh wally wally is he he really is the intern from the standpoint of he's there to learn he, he doesn't necessarily bring a lot to the team he's there to just like kind of sit back and watch and learn from barry now that's shifting a little bit if you kind of look at what's coming down the line uh but you do have hr he's kind of the 
he's the ideas guy. He's that, you know, marketing person that only really justifies his existence when he has that one really good idea, but they only come like, like maybe once a quarter, if that. Yeah. And, and so, but he is that kind of that fresh ideas guy, which is interesting to me because in this episode, we get some more clarification on HR, like specifically based on Gypsy. I think it's fair to say that we can assume that everything that HR has said is true. Yeah. Cause it's not like, it's, you know, it, it doesn't seem like there's any, okay. So here's the deal. The biggest crime on their planet is dimension hopping. So that's not to say that he hasn't done anything else bad or that he could be lying about something else. The, the, he jumped to this earth for a reason, and I'm still not convinced what that reason is. Yeah. Because it's not like she was chasing him down for some egregious, you know, horrible act against humanity that he that he committed. His egregious, horrible act against humanity that he committed was simply the jumping universes, which was like expressly forbidden. No, they had a travel ban. They had a travel ban. Yeah, they, they <laughs> Earth 19 uh, has a strict travel ban. It seems a little closed minded, Bell. I mean, especially like, you know, in, in my opinion, it seems very closed minded. Well, you know what they should do is they should, uh, uh, in my opinion, uh, uh, you know, just build a wall around Earth 19. You can't build. That doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense <laughs> <Exactly>. whatsoever. <laughs> makes no sense what a, a wall, a wall and, around you know earth 19 is not going to do anything and the fact well, of the matter is man you need this this is important you need uh earth 19 people immigrating into earth one because you're getting like what are you getting all these great ideas like look at how much this earth hopping this immigration between earth has actually benefited all earth's uh, involved all may earth's I involved. remind you may i remind you Bo, that earth 19 was almost eradicated by interdimensional degenerates Jumping across. Look, if you go back and look at the stats, Bell, you'll find that most, I mean, like statistically speaking, how many of those degenerates actually came from Earth One? <laughs> zero. <laughs> Absolutely zero. I'm just saying, look, I don't know who's in charge over at Earth 19, but there is clearly some agenda going on right now that I think is is very poor. Very poor. <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, uh, so so they, <laughs> there's a there is a travel ban going on right now uh, between or I guess but this this is actually something that was a little bit confusing because people were talking about the fact uh, that I think they saw Gypsy as kind of existing outside of Earth's kind of tapped into um, to handle this. From my understanding and watching of the episode, she actually is from Earth 19. Yeah, well, it's one of those things where like you you can't have a law. And then not have someone to enforce the law because like that's the thing like police officers, uh, you know, in, in the event of uh, a situation where, you know, they're, they're they're able to use lethal force in in certain situations. So in this situation, she is an enforcer of this law. So she is able to use the dimension hopping to stop other people from doing it. Murder is illegal. OK, yeah. So it's context versus yeah. I, I see what you're saying. So she, she is an executioner. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and actually, Earth nineteen sounds rough, dude. Trial by combat. Seriously. I know, right? Like that's I got the big a Tyrion little different where... from what we know of Earth nineteen, isn't it? Uh, Earth nineteen seems to be just a big smorgasbord of like weirdness. I mean, and we'll talk a little bit about that coming down the line here with uh, speedster speculation. But but yeah, it, you know, the, it does seem to be a harsh place. I mean, it's definitely somewhat Westeros in terms of, you know, I demand a trial by combat, and that is just perfectly fine. Uh, it also kind of explains to some extent the weirdness that is HR. You know what I mean? Like, there's a weird kind of off kilter nature to him. But I get like if if that's kind of the the system that he comes from, maybe that's. Maybe they're all like HR, you know what I mean? Maybe they're all like eccentric weirdos. Yeah. I mean, it just, it seems like a weird, 
weird world to come from. Because they have like they have like super tech and they have trial by combat. Mm. Yes. It, it it seems like some sort of weird dystopian where yeah. like maybe some you know, power hungry mogul has taken over and like enacted some like, you know, horrible laws to, you know, even though their, their, their society has kind of progressed technologically, they've kind of regressed as far as like politics and stuff have gone. So it's like, you know, gladiator style, you know, uh, we've, we've got, we've like, all right. So, so it's like the Roman empire, right? So the Roman empire that yeah. made all these technological advances, but then they had to kind of keep the people's, uh, distracted from whatever politically was going on. So they erected the Colosseums and that's why, that's how you get gladiators. Yeah, bread and games. Okay. You know. All right. Now I could see that. That'd be interesting. I mean, what we know of Earth nineteen from the comics uh, is that it's it's the Gotham by gaslight, uh, you know, world. In which case, everything is very Victorian. Or well, is, is Victorian the wrong? Maybe that's the wrong era. No, no, no. Victorian's correct, but like, if it's if it's by gaslight, how do they have super tech? Well, yeah. I well, what what super tech did we actually see though? The hologram generator. How HR is able to walk out in public. Oh yeah, he did. He did do that, didn't he? Well, we don't. I guess we don't know a whole lot about. And that. they have particle accelerators there. It's uh, what, what is it? Steampunk, the right? old particle accelerator. Steampunk doesn't some steampunk kind of offer for some sort of holographic something or another? I mean, not without gears. I didn't see any gears or any sort of <laughs> you know, steam engine on on HG Wells's little or HR Wells's little tiny hologram generator. I'm look. I'm curious to see. I, hopefully we'll we'll learn more about that in the future. And again, uh, we'll we'll save that for speedster speculation. Okay, so Caitlin, uh, this episode did something. She uh, reprimanded Julian on several occasions for his lack of interpersonal skills. Okay, uh, that, that that was Caitlin. Let's let's move on. <laughs> man, Caitlin. I mean, I know she took a backseat. Like Caitlin is interesting because. If she ain't going evil, then she's she just ends up benched the entire time, doesn't she? Well, I mean, nobody got hurt. She didn't have to come up with any sort of solution to any sort of biological thing. They haven't fought a metahuman that's needed her expertise. No, you're right. Because, you're right. Yeah. And I mean, to some extent, because of the cast is so massive, there is kind of an aspect of, um, you know, I think I think back to uh, kind of Star Trek. All right. I'm not a big Star Trek fan. In fact, if... Uh, yeah, for any of you that, that may have followed some of the discussion earlier today, I, I kind of talked about the fact I'm not a Star Trek guy. But one thing I know about Star Trek is that, you know, it's not like every single episode you get a showcasing of every single character. It's like one episode focuses on this one guy or this one girl and uh, kind of a few other people that support their one story. And I feel like we're getting to that ensemble cast where, you know, yeah, some sometimes we're going to be dealing with Killer Frost. Sometimes Caitlin's going to take a back seat. Uh, even in this episode as a whole, you know, I felt like Barry you know, Barry very much took a backseat. This was kind of Cisco's moment to shine. You know, we had him in the full vibe gear. We had him in the full vibe goggles. Uh, it was his moment to really kind of uh, represent and, and and to stand up for his friend as well. So, you know, Barry from that standpoint took a backseat and the hero role. And in fact, looks like he'll be taking a backseat going forward. He has that great moment where he's talking to Iris and says specifically that the flash will save you. And I, I recognized that immediate and I was like, oh, no, 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 there's a lot of guys that have gone by that name. So when he says it like that, it's clear that he means not me. Uh, the yeah. fact that he's thinking Wally. Now, it does make sense from what Julian did the math and said, you know, you're not fast enough. We know at this point that Wally is on track to be faster than Barry. And that is probably what he's thinking. Here's my question to you, Bell. Do you think in Barry's mind that Wally will be quote unquote the flash by then? Or do you think that he was using that as more of like kind of a, 
a branding, we are all the Flash type of way. I think it was, a, it was a branding kind of thing. But I thought it was also very impressive that Wally was running at 1,800 and something miles an hour. Like, I don't know if we've gotten set numbers on, like, what Barry's speed is at right now. <laughs> well, it, it always it always throws me off because I always want to kind of point to the fact that he did break the time barrier. You know, like, like yeah. <laughs> as fast as he wants to. Like, oh, he's not fast enough. It's like, really? He went back in time. How is he yeah. not fast enough to run across the yard? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I just get the picture that he's going to be, like, training and stuff. Uh, Iris is going to step in. And then all of a sudden, she's going to be, like, waiting for him to stop. And boom. <laughs> um where'd he go then he's gonna come back with a beard and be like what year is it <laughs> that could happen that could happen we we have seen future barry with a beard <laughs> from time yeah, to yeah. time um i you know the fact that that barry does want to set up wally I, I touched on this last week man but i'm still very much on this mindset i think that when it comes down to it joe is probably checking out by the end of this this season i think that joe's gonna die i don't want him to don't get me wrong but I do think that he's going to end up like dying in 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 Iris's place. But given that Barry wants Wally to jump in there, do you think do you think that Wally going to die? Like, is he going to get in there and then take the shot? Like, like when the knife comes, he's going to move her out of the way and then get get impaled. I mean, that would set up like a whole you know return of Wally West story. Mm, yeah, no, this is true. Um, although, well, that doesn't necessarily fit. I mean, if you look at the way that speedsters have died and been resurrected in the past, the speed store, the speed force is involved. It's not about, you know, natural. Well, maybe, maybe Wally will like, you know, capture Savitar and like run him into the speed force. Like, 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 oh, like, like they did with Superboy prime. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That, that could be, that could be, I guess I was thinking more stabbed in the chest, but even if he does get stabbed in the chest, he is a speedster. Um, theoretically speaking, he, he could survive. Right, right, right. And so, like, you know, I would think that uh, the way they're going to defeat Savitar is going to be. It's going like, to be Joe. It's going to be Joe. Joe's going to end up dying. I, I hate Joe's going to get speed powers. He's going to run in there, replace himself with Iris. Where do you think Savitar is right now? They talked about the fact that, you know, Barry trapped Savitar wherever he, you know, where, wherever he threw him to. They don't know. They know he's coming back in the future, but uh, do you Didn't think. they trapped him with the speed force? Uh, Yeah. So he, he put him in the box, right? And then they put, they put the, box. Him in the box and they threw the box in the speed force. Okay. And then they threw away the hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, put him in the box, locked the box, threw away the key, threw the box in a hole, and then threw away the hole. And then put the key in the speed force. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yep. That checks out. But at the same time, it doesn't because he's going to break free. Do you think someone's going to break him free? I don't know, but I think I know where he is. And uh, <laughs> Captain Dooley reminded me about this. Yeah. Tahiti. <laughs> I wanted so bad. This this was uh, this was actually Legends of Tomorrow, wasn't it? Maybe. Yeah. Sorry. This is. For, I'll, I'll I'll talk about that then on Legends TV Talk. You okay. Catch that All right. On Thursday. But uh, yeah, Tahiti. That's where he is. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's Legends of Shield right there for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I do want to talk about Cisco though. Again, uh, this was a really great opportunity. I, I I love the moment between Cisco and HR because all the stuff that you know where. Uh, the teams always rallied around HR uh, to kind of like, you know, help him or, or, or Wells or, or, you know, HG Bart or, you know, the other iterations of him. Right. Yeah. They've always yeah. been uh, mentees to his mentor. And in this, like Cisco said, it's the exact opposite here. And this is kind of like, you know, ah, yeah, Cisco's yeah. always been a mentee for Wells and that now he gets an opportunity to sort of repay that. And I thought that was a really, really neat payoff there and a really, really cool 
uh, sort of thing for them to do. Because even though you know that 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 HR irritates the crap out of Cisco, uh, there's still this camaraderie. There's still this kind of like, yes, I know you're a different. Your your wells were from a different earth, but you know I still have this respect for you. And now I know what it was like to be in your shoes, and so yeah, yeah. I get to kind of fill that role and help you out and protect you when you previously protected me. And I thought that was a really neat little uh, little character moment for Cisco. That's good, man. In fact, you know, actually, that's a, that's a good transition here because it it the way that he said that he talked about specifically, you know, the first Harrison Wells that he he dealt with. Um, you know, I, I, I immediately jumped to the whole, like, all right, but slow your roll. It's not Harrison Wells. However, based on some of the reveals that have been coming over from legends of tomorrow, I've got some questions for you as, as somebody who's been following legends of tomorrow as as a host of legends TV talk, uh, that I want to talk about, especially what happened this episode. Now, that being said, I want to prepare the listeners for what's about to happen. Um, on this show, we do not talk about spoilers historically. Now we, we did a little bit of, uh, we got a little bit of loose with that because the continuity, I mean, the show got a little bit loose with it. So we talked about spoilers from that standpoint. We are about to, for the next probably five to five to 10 minutes or so, uh, we're going to talk about what happened on this week's episode of legends because it is extremely relevant to the flash and characters impacting the flash. Now, if, if you haven't seen that episode and you want to wait and go see it, do that by all means. If you don't care about legends, I feel you, you can stick around and hear it and we'll just spoil it for you. And it's fine. Uh, however, I also want to set this up for you as well, which is when we switch over to speedster speculation, that's going to be kind of spoilers as well because of some stuff that came out of Twitter. So this is a little bit of a different episode. It won't always be like this, but if you want to skip ahead for the next 10, 15, I don't know, 20 minutes, go for it. Or if you just want to like, you know, cut out here and and we'll see you next week, we can do that as well. But for the remainder of the show, this is going to go ahead and say spoiler warning. Yeah. And also, I just want to say, if you do watch Legends of Tomorrow and you enjoy Legends of Tomorrow, you should check out Legends TV Talk. Uh, we're going to start broadcasting live on YouTube so you can have a live show oh, hey, where you can see awesome. all the crazy, inane stuff that we do, much like the crazy, inane stuff that happens in the live show here at Flash TV Talk. Uh, but you can check that out. Uh, we're going to be recording that's live on Wednesdays at um, 8 usually or 8 o'clock. Right, Wait, that's when we do it. Wait, 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 hang on now. Are you taking Thursdays. our time? Okay, there we go. <laughs> Thursdays. Now, live shows on YouTube Thursday at 8 o'clock Central Time. Uh, so yeah, so check out Legends TV Talk if you if you if you like Legends of Tomorrow. We're gonna talk about it a little bit here. We'll be a lot more in depth on the show. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Yeah, we're not talking about any of the subplots. We're only gonna talk about what happened as it relates to the Flash. All right, so warning, spoilers, warning, spoilers. Legends t- TV Talk. Go check it out. Uh, here we go. So over on Legends. This week, things started off with the Legion of Doom. And I remember very specific. I was sitting there watching The Flash. I had other plans. I wasn't necessarily planning on watching Legends. Uh, however, they started with kind of this Legions of Doom intro. And uh, and it piqued my interest. And of course, Which is int- cool. Very cool. Eobard Thawne going, and it kind of did, I guess, a flashback to some extent for these characters of showing Eobard kind Hey-o. of assembling the uh, the Legion of Doom. And I, you know, I was like, oh, you got my attention. I'm in. Uh, I also liked the the twist they did on the Le- uh, the Legends logo with the villains icons creating the yeah, logo. Yeah, right. That was pretty cool. I liked that. Uh, and they had me for about five to ten minutes up until Stein started talking about his daughter and su- super science. And, and I just – it went to a, a nerd level that and I'm not comfortable with. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> 
I'm not saying like I'm not a nerd or anything. I mean, you've heard you've heard me geek out about you know time travel. We talked about interdimensional turtles. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> touche, I mean- touche. Uh, <laughs> but but I'm all about it. It's just it's just there's a level that they go to on on Legends of Tomorrow that it's just not me. And so they kind of lost me there. However, at the end of the episode, everybody was tweeting into the show like, oh, my gosh, did you see what we saw? You must talk about this on Flash TV Talk. And so what happens is that over on Legends, we've got Eobard Thawne, specifically the version of Eobard Thawne that was taken from the future past after the Flashpoint uh, and, and left Barry on the porch. He is now on this quest to go and find this staff or something or another. That the Lance of Longinus. Whatever. Gives him control over reality. It is ex- you know, explained to his cohorts as well as the, uh, the legends that he's doing so because, of course, he himself has been erased from time and therefore needs not just control of time but control over reality to bring him back into the fold. Now, the reason why this is such a huge issue for him is because he's being chased by, yes, the Black Flash, specifically Hunter Zolomon that we saw at the end of season two. Uh, the Wraiths have taken him. They have converted him to the Black Flash. He is now uh, you know, more powerful than they are, and he is after Eobard, uh, I guess, to erase him from existence. I mean, he is technically, uh, he's not necessarily a time remnant per se, but he's kind of in that same vein. Yeah, he's he's like a um, like a classic monster kind of thing. Where he doesn't seem to be intelligent. His his goal mm. only seems to be mm. to remove Eobard or presumably any other speedster or entity that's not supposed to be in the timeline to remove them from the timeline. Exactly. I see him as more of a force of nature. Yeah. Uh, than than necessarily a monster because it's it's not like he's brainless. I mean, he's he's got a mission. You know what I mean? Like he he exists for a purpose. Uh, but he is like a force to be reckoned with. Uh, I see him very much as kind of a tool of the time wraiths or perhaps whoever is behind the time wraiths. You know, maybe he is, maybe he now actually is in control of the time wraiths. That's the other thing, right? Like it, it could Ooh, be kind of be a, it could be kind of an Arthas Lich King type situation, right? Arthas was being controlled by the Lich King and then eventually ended up becoming the Lich King and kind of commanding the, the armies. It's a world of Warcraft uh, nod to those of you who didn't catch that, but yeah, maybe maybe it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so the Wraiths turned him into a Wraith, but because he was a speedster, he became the Black Flash. Could be. Um or or perhaps, you know, there's there's something about him that they're like, "Oh, you know what? We can we can use him. We need a king. Yeah. We we need a, you know, somebody to to lead this group." Uh we don't know yet. There's a lot of questions about that. But regardless, he does he is currently after uh, after Eobard, which by the way, I love this. I, I I love this concept of Eobard not supposed to like exist. And therefore he has to constantly stay in motion because he's being chased by the black flash. Awesome concept that should be on the flash. That doesn't need to be on legends of tomorrow. That needs to be on the flash regardless. No, I think it works on legends, man. I think it's cool. It's fine. It does work on legends, especially with the time travel and everything, but that's such a big, awesome concept. And you know, legends isn't getting the numbers that flash is getting. My point is that there are a lot of flash fans. I, I you know what? I'm, I'm going to put it out to you. Let us know if you're listening to this podcast and you just listen to the flash or you just watch the flash, but you don't necessarily watch legends tomorrow. Let us know. I'm almost kind of curious to see what that is. I'll even put out a poll on Twitter and, and we'll see what the, uh, the listener feedback is on that one. Um, Regardless, it's a cool concept and I dig it. Here's the thing though. They mentioned something in this episode, which was that Eobard was unknown to the Time Masters because he didn't exist, because he yes. erased himself from time. Okay, this gets back well, in. So he erased himself from existence. Erased himself from existence, fine. But yet. But Barry saved him. But Stein knows about him. 
Because Stein experienced season one. Yes, Stein was in season one. So season one did happen. Season one happened, yes. Okay, so then why don't the Time Masters know about it? We've talked um, about this before. If time is Barry, like, like you know, and I, I still stand by this, that, that the timeline exists as it pertains to Barry. Barry is the center of the quote unquote time universe. If Barry's personal timeline is the essential timeline of all of the DC universe, um, with the exception of stupid legends, uh, if, that's, <laughs> if that's the case, fine. But why don't the time masters know about it? Because that did actually happen because, you know, Cisco is talking about that Eobard, which well, was, I think what it was is that it, it, it was, it was a, so when Eddie killed himself, uh-huh. he erased Eobard from existence because Eddie, even though, even though they experienced it, all of those people experienced it. They were the only ones to experience it. They were the only ones at that point to know anything about Eobard Dawn because he, once Eddie killed himself, was erased from existence. That's why the Time Masters didn't know about it is because none of those people went on to record it in any sort of way. Okay, so you're saying just the people that were actually there know that it happened. That That's that's my guess. But it still impacts uh, the timeline. It's still what? It still impacts the timeline. Like, it's it's a... Here's the thing. I'm, I, I've said at the time, go back, season... Uh, what was it? Either the finale of season one or, or the first episode back into season two. I said I was giving him a mulligan because of the whole paradoxical, you know, um, rift and 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 whatnot. Like I was fine with the idea that like, you know, we can have this kind of paradoxical loop, and I'm cool with that. The problem is that they kind of pepper in things like this, at like the Time Master saying that they didn't exist in the universe, and yet they clearly did. Like like that. that Cisco remembers it. Barry remembers it. Not like that's the thing. If it was just Barry that remembers it, that'd be fine because Barry is time. However, Cisco remembers it. We're going yeah, high concept Cisco here. Vibe. We're going high concept here. Yeah, all right, but it's not just Cisco though. It's everybody. It's Team Flash. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's weird. It's it's complicated. I'll put it this way. I'll allow it. But at this stage in the game, your Eobard, the Eobard from Legends of Tomorrow, needs to somehow end up in the future past with no memory of the fact that Eddie's going to kill himself because now we have an earlier version of Eobard in that time loop that is aware of the fact that Eddie's going to kill himself. And that's kind of hard to accept that the season one is going to occur. Like the events of season one are going to play out with Eobard knowing that that's coming. Yeah, that's true. So that's my problem with the, with the current loop or the current situation that like, there's a lot of cool stuff about it. I, I don't want to downplay that because I do think that, you know, again, black flash chasing Eobard, Eobard who shouldn't exist in reality, Eobard going after some sort of item that's going to bring him back into reality. That's all really cool stuff. I know. Right. But it only works if at the end of whatever this Eobard story is, he ends up stuck stranded in the, in the future past without any memory of everything that he clearly currently knows. Well, he's going to change reality. So if he goes and he says, you know, I want Eddie to not kill himself. Well, everything is going to change around that fact. And so all of the stuff of him going up and doing that, you know, that, that's how he could basically undo everything. Uh, and, and then sort it of, just fixes the paradox, I suppose, if that happens. OK. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Let's, and let's, and, and I, I would think that, you know, if that were to happen, that would change his his mentality. And he'd poof, be like, whoa, whoa, I have to go back in time and beat Barry. Let me tell you right now, I am pulling for the villains over on Legends. <laughs> 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 that needs to happen. Because that, you know what that means when it's all said and done? 
they're going to reset the entire no uh, DC no TV you know what it means if 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 what you just said is true that that is Eobard's in game and that at the end of it he stops Eddie from killing himself you know what that means uh Tom Cavanaugh is Eobard Thawne that's what that means <laughs> ooh if we get season four would be uh, Tom Cavanaugh reverse watch yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm pulling for the villains now. That's 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 HG Abard returns, as the Green Arrow is saying in the chat. That's exactly right. So there you go. Go villains, go team of <laughs> team Legion of Doom, right here. I'm gonna make a T-shirt. I'm gonna wear it. <laughs> hashtag Eobard was right, or hashtag Go Eobard, or something like that. Um, but yeah. So regardless, it is somewhat of a transition, especially talking about Eddie, and uh, and that is gonna bring us into extreme spoiler territory related to things going on in the flash, which is going to bring us to this week's very unique speedster speculation. Did you watch the Twitters this week, bell? I saw it. Okay. So this is, this is where things get a little messy because we don't go out looking for spoilers. We don't. It was retweeted by everyone on the internet. Everybody on the internet. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and, and typically when things that get retweeted on the internet, like say, you know, um, uh, set, set photos, even those we generally don't talk about. However, well, I, yeah, most of the set photo stuff that I've seen have been links on other web pages, not on tweets. Right. And we don't typically go out looking for that. If it's Twitter, I kind of can't help but see it. Exactly. It's just, it's part of the thing. It's there. Uh, everybody retweets it. We retweeted it, I believe. And of course, what I'm referring to is that uh, Rick Cosnett, uh, actor that portrayed Eddie Thon from season one, tweeted out a photo, a couple of photos of him back on the set of The Flash, uh, chilling out with Joe, uh, or well, not Joe, uh, you know, uh, um, Jesse, <laughs> who plays Joe, um, you know, just, just chilling out on the set. He's got a little flash pin. It's looking good. Um, Rick Cosnett, it is safe to say we'll be appearing on the flash this season. Now we are dealing with a a television show that deals with time travel and flashbacks. That is part of it. There's nothing wrong with it. That's part of this. However, based on the first photo he sent out, which is different from the second photo in terms of what he's wearing. I feel like there's room for speculation pretty significantly here because bell, I don't know if you noticed this, in the first photo, he's clearly wearing some form of costume. In the second photo, he's clearly trying to cover up what he's wearing. So I, I got I got to get another look at these costume or the, the, these photos because I'm I up. saw the Jesse L. Martin one. Is that the first one? Because the first one is the one uh, that I was kind of like studying, and I want to oh. point out some things about that photo. Let me let me just pull up his. Uh, and again, this is outside of our normal wheelhouse. We don't we don't like you know the, it, it's it is fun to speculate and and we do like to speculate based on what we've been given on the show, but to study this kind of stuff eh, it it pushes it a little bit. Oh, they may have deleted the photo because now I'm looking. No. You don't think so? Well, I, I I so I see he tweeted three tweets. Right. Hang on. Now I'm having a look for Rick Cosden on Twitter. Let me see if I can find him. Because there's the okay, one with yeah, him and Jesse yeah, L. Yeah. Martin. There's the one. With, all right. So the one with him. He's wearing the Letterman jacket, right? Well, see, that's the thing. It is a Letterman's jacket. Yeah. But the, it just see Letterman's jacket don't have that button right there. They could. But they don't. But do you know what does? What? Okay. So in this photo with Jesse L. Martin, he's wearing what appears to be a Letterman's jacket. It's got some sort of like 
S or C or we don't know exactly what it is, but it's kind of on his chest as, as you would assume, like, you know, a high school letterman's jacket. Um, he also has a collar with kind of a red and gold stripe on it. And he's got a button that's right at the top corner. Letterman jackets have those buttons. See, the, it, 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 it's the angle at which you're looking at because the collar comes down. That that's that's not like a like a pea coat front. See them that has that has you know uh, the buttons over there, like you know on the on the left hand or right hand side. Yeah, that yeah. that is that is right at the center of that is that is totally that's Letterman not the center. That is not a center. That, oh, that's that's the center. It's it's the angle. So look at him. He's doing a selfie. So he has his. Ah, uh, you're right. It is the center. Dang it! I had this arm. whole theory about Rick Cos about Eddie Thawne being the Flash of Earth 19. You're killing oh, it for me. See, uh, yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. That's what and I was, was going like, to it because I was comparing that. Actually, I was looking at my uh, my my uh, pop vinyl that you gave me of uh, Jay Garrick of uh, mm-hmm. of uh, you know the uh, Hunter Zolomon Jay Garrick, and I was noticing that that the button was right there. In the peacoat style, is that what you call peacoat? Uh, uh, the Letterman jacket. Well, whatever. Oh, but, oh, oh, no, his jacket. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that style of button's called. But it's like off to the side of his neck, and I was thinking, oh snap, I saw that on Rick Cosnett, and so this photo I was looking back on, and I was like, oh my gosh, what if he is the Flash of Earth nineteen? Because here's the thing, we know there's a Flash on Earth nineteen. We also know. That or more specifically, we don't know the name of the Flash of Earth nineteen. I don't think that's ever been revealed in the comics or anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. I mean, the only thing that we've seen, again, spoilers, is the set photos uh, showing him and 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 the kind of Victorian sort of garb that he wears. Right, right. Well, and more like nineteen twenties aviator. Not okay, really, all right. So, really and I guess spoiler. that's that's the big that's the big kind of pushing it spoiler wise is that yes, we did see these set photos come out earlier this year of what clearly appears to be the Flash of Earth nineteen on the set of the Flash. Uh, now, Bell, you had thought off mic that perhaps that was going to be H.R. Wells. And, I was thinking that, yes. And I think I think it's safe to say that that is not the case at this point. Do you th- so you think it's going to be Eddie? Well, I thought it was, but then you killed my you killed my speculation by pointing out that the buttons in the center. I mean, I guess it still could yeah. be because um, that's the other question. I mean, you know, my thought was perhaps one way or the other. This was an Eddie of another Earth, but if it's a Letterman's jacket, high school Eddie, college Eddie, maybe. Co- oh. Well, but he's got a flash pin, unless unless the flash pin's not part of the costume. I think that's just he's on the set of the Flash. Yeah, or maybe he's just wearing his like varsity jacket. He's not even going to be on the Flash, and he's just showing up on the set and taking pictures of people because you know he used to be on the show, and they're just like throwing out crazy misinformation. Yeah. Well, all right. So here was the other thing that I thought of too, which was uh, in terms of kind of time travel, is that the shot that you actually see. Where you know where it's him and uh, you know and, and Candace and and Jesse and and uh, Grant, you know Grant he's wearing the Flash costume, but the the emblem has been removed. Yes, w- which could imply that this is supposed to be from earlier in the timeline. Like maybe this is a, a flashback to season one. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So could be. could be. I mean, like, is this maybe something coming down the line? Maybe Eobard gets the amulet of control of all of reality and such or something. And that we, we get, we flash back to there maybe. Interesting. And it's kind of like a, maybe he pops back to like a time before Eddie, like maybe Eddie was in high school or something like that or college rather. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, man. Because it, 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 it's interesting, right? Because like, if they're going, they don't do flashbacks on the Flash. They do time travel. I know they've done flashbacks in the past. Remember, they had um, they had the yeah, one where Barry, but yeah. they've they've always been flashbacks to Barry's childhood. That's true. They've never done flashbacks to earlier parts when Barry was a Flash. It's always been time travel to those periods of time. I still think they could, and especially like that's why I'm saying that perhaps a speedster is involved. Like perhaps it is Eobard pulling something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You, uh, I kind of, I kind of feel bummed, man. I had this awesome thought that like, oh, it's going to be like, how, how cool is it that, that the, or the flash of earth 19 would be a thon. I think uh, the flash of earth 19, the flash of earth 19 is HR. No, I don't think so. I don't think that makes any sense whatsoever. It would have come up with gypsy. Like I was down with you. Like I, I honestly, in fact, originally, Originally, we had slated for uh, last week for the speedster speculation to be about HR and about him possibly being the Flash of Earth nineteen, uh, but then of course we we bumped it for for what you know what came out. I but no, I I don't I don't think so, man. I think that what we get is what we get with HR. Now I could be wrong; they could well, pull a complete bait and switch. But I feel like Gypsy would have talked about. Let that. me ask you this: Yeah, you got to remember Gypsy was after him because he jumped dimensions. That's the biggest cardinal sin of Earth nineteen. Now. How did HR jump dimensions? They opened uh, uh, Cisco got him. Remember, they put out a they put out a like a calling card, and then it was yeah they put the calling card. Whoever can understand it, and then uh, then Cisco went to go get him. Now, is that the only time that HR has ever jumped dimensions? Yep. You're positive. I mean, they built a wall around Earth 19 to keep all those universe hoppers out, and they made Earth 19 pay for it. And they're not sending their best. <laughs> they're sending murderers, no, literally, because I mean, they were, they were killing Earth nineteen. They're, they're sending metahumans. I think it's I yeah, think it's safe to say that metahumans, metahumans are coming. Yeah. That's what's happening. Uh, no, man. I I yeah. I I think I don't think he's the Flash of Earth nineteen. I really don't. I don't know who is. Uh, you know, I, I again, based on what we've seen, it's implied that at some point we will discover that. I mean, it did make sense for HR to be the Flash of Earth-19. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I still think it does. It doesn't necessarily have to mean that the Flash of Earth-19 is uh, a speedster. It could just be him dressing up like, I'm the Flash. (laughs) I mean, it could just be him playing around. I mean, who knows? Well, his whole thing about like wanting to, like, it just seems odd. Like if he, he was to be a hero, but yeah, but so if he, he already was the hero of Earth nineteen, then why why do the whole story to oh wait I see say, what you're saying yeah exactly okay he used yeah, to yeah, say yeah. That, that he's actually that there might not even be a Flash on Earth nineteen no he uh, yeah no but so, but 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 uh, Gypsy says specifically that she she has experience with speedsters so he is the Flash from Earth nineteen well no she didn't say that well, he she was doesn't a speedster. know that she doesn't know that. Uh, Okay, so uh, granted, Barry has been really, 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 really tremendously bad about keeping his identity <laughs> secret. Uh, <laughs> maybe HR is a whole lot better at it than Barry is, and that Gypsy doesn't know. Um. Okay that 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 could check out. That could check out. Um. Also, another thought. You know, he's they they he keeps on mentioning Randall like like every five seconds, or Randolph. His uh, business partner? Yeah. He keeps on mentioning his business partner like every five seconds. So I'm thinking that like, why would they keep on mentioning that character who we've only seen, you know, the face of? Wait. Oh my gosh. Bell. Yeah. He changed his face. 
and she didn't and know she that. didn't know that but she still called him hr right what if he changed his face to be the actual hr of that earth what if the hr of that earth is an hr or what what if the hr of that earth is an harrison wells Wait. So HR, who is on Earth right now, right, changed his face to be the HR of Earth nineteen, right, which doesn't look like HR. Hang no, on, no, because because they're doppelgangers. They would have to be him. Yeah, is that maybe that's just a continuity error? That seems like a continuity error. It does, but what if it's not? So so here's here's <laughs> what I'm thinking. HR, yeah. uh huh, is the front man for the whole Star Labs thing. In a double grift, right? Because the first grift is that he is this, you know, front man. And the other guy does all this stuff. So everybody thinks HR is the guy. HR is not the guy. Mm. But HR is also because because now now you're thinking, oh well, if HR is not the guy, then maybe the the guy is the Flash of Earth 19. But no, it's actually HR because it's a double grift. Because he's like, yeah, I'm the guy who does all the stuff. I'm really not the guy that does all the stuff. Ooh, who's the guy that does all the stuff? Maybe the guy that does all the stuff is the guy who's the, who's the flash. It's like, no, 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 it's actually me because I'm confusing you because you think that I don't do the things that I do, but I actually do do the things that I do so that you don't think that I'm the guy that you think that I'm not. It's a super grift. <laughs> <laughs> did, did I, did I sufficiently confuse you with my, uh, uh, follow the queen logic there? We don't know that they know that he knows that she knows that he knows. But we don't know that they don't know that he doesn't know that she doesn't know that he doesn't know that she is actually after the guy who's not the guy that she thinks she's after, who is actually not the guy that we think is the guy, but who isn't because he's the Flash of Earth-19. Uh, okay. <laughs> I didn't even follow myself there. All right. Well, <laughs> glad I'm not glad I'm not alone on that one. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I have no earthly idea. Um, you know, every single time I think, okay, HR is who he says he is. There's just a little something that reminds me that like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly just don't know. We've been burned so many times in the past. Um, but I will say that, you know, perhaps, I I mean, at some point we're going to get more Earth-19. That's just going to happen. So obviously whatever whatever uh, border security they have going on right now, it's just it's going to fall through because we know from set photos that, you know, somebody somebody's so, coming. And actually, Gypsy did mention before she, you know, totally cold sh- shoulders uh, uh, Cisco, she did mention that like some rules were worth breaking, which implies that perhaps she will be back. So you're telling me there's a chance. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is a very spoilerific speedster speculation. Again, kind of unique for this episode. Hopefully we'll not be uh, doing that on a regular basis per se, but uh, hopefully you did enjoy that. And uh, yeah, speedster speculation. Hey guys, this is Chad Rook and you are listening to Flash TV Talk. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback this week. We got some great listener feedback in. Uh, iTunes review coming in at you from The Guardian Joey. What are the Guardian uh, Joey? Guardian Joey writes the best there is at what they do. Unlike The Flash, this podcast has no rival. I've been listening since season one of the show, and the hosts have a great chemistry together that can't be matched. I look forward to hearing their thoughts and speculations on every episode for years to come. Run, Flash TV talk, run. <laughs> 
Ah, thanks, Guardian Joe. That's awesome. We appreciate that. Man, that is uh, that is high praise. Thank you so much. Uh, we also got some great feedback from uh, from our patrons. We actually had uh, Charlie wrote in before the show and said that he really enjoyed this episode. That it's got a good bit of vibe, uh, but the pacing was really good. So he, he uh, very much enjoyed it. And we also want to open it up to our live chat here. We got some great feedback coming in from the chat right now. Will Benson. Uh, also, Patreon saying, I'm liking that there is a sidekick. Wally adds a lot of everything that I want to see and more. Uh, overall, a great episode. I still wonder if HR isn't some sort of abracadabra type. Interesting. Um, you know, abracadabra being a uh, villain from the comics. He was kind of uh, somebody who used a lot of technology to mimic magic. Although there have also been interpretations of the character as actually being a, mag- a magical character. Um, what do you think about that one, Bell? Uh, also, abracadabra being the uh, passphrase that the group in Half Baked used to alert the police that they had recorded the information that they needed to. Okay. Also, the two earliest stages of the uh, Alakazam Pokemon from the uh, classic uh, Pokemon Red and Blue, but uh, that's about as relevant as your reference as well. So we're just going <laughs> to pass yeah, on. I want to go with Pokemon. One. Uh, but yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I, I think it's cool to kind of see because, you know, we, we don't get a lot of Barry learning new stuff. And so with Wally, we have all of those opportunities to go, oh, hey, look, he's doing the thing. He's learning the stuff. And, <laughs> and you know, because I, 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 the, the one episode where they're going to go fight the fire, right? It's kind of cool to see, uh, you know, them them go in there and, and Barry teach Wally uh, the same way that HR and that uh, mm. uh, Wells kind of taught Barry. And so it, it's it's neat to see that sort of mentor mentee relationship going on with the Flash because you know they're they're always trying to build their powers, but right now Barry's kind of going on his own. But uh, with Wally looking up to Barry, we can see more of that, more of the mentor mentee sort of relationship yeah. and, and those powers building in that way. So that's yeah, true. I agree. I think that's pretty cool. We also have the Green Arrow in the chat who said this was a good episode. One question I have: Do you think that Julian? Uh, becoming Savitar, or do you think Julian became Savitar since they did the whole sinking his brain to the stone deal? Huh. I'm going to say no. I think that Savitar is in the box in the Speed Force and throw away the key and such. So that would be interesting if it's something to do with like maybe uh, linking his brain to the box. I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Green Arrow, that's a really good point. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that act is what allows Savitar to return. There's still some sort of conduit for him, uh, some sort of like residual link in Julian's brain. Maybe that'll let him find his way out of the speed force. I don't know. I don't know. But like, I'm trying to think of how you get out of the speed force when you're locked in a box Mm -hmm. and then thrown down a hole and then the hole's thrown away. So (laughs) that, that's, that's, that's really, really interesting. Uh, maybe there is some sort of connection there between the, the Savitar entity in the stone and Julian now that they've linked with the box that that'll, that'll be something to look for. Yeah, definitely. In the future. Yeah, definitely. Good feedback guys. Great. Uh, you know, I think overall, you know, it, it was, it, it wasn't necessarily a slow episode, but of course, given some of the kind of the monumental things, uh, that always happen near the, the mid season hiatus, yeah, it, it is a change of pace and that's not necessarily a bad thing. We're building up to something really, really great here. Uh, these character moments that we get, especially, I mean, I, in my mind, one of the most powerful moments of the entire series is Iris walking up to that gun. Um, that 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 to me spoke volumes. Uh, that and then also kind of her more quiet moment talking to Barry about the fact that she's processing the the idea of her death down the road. 
Really solid stuff. Uh, I really, I, I love this episode. I think it was great. I'm looking forward to what's coming down the pipeline, man. We got a lot of exciting stuff and uh, we want to encourage all of you to, uh, to help us out. Uh, send your feedback in, you know, heading over to iTunes, writing us review is a great way to do it. It doesn't cost you a dime to do it. And it, uh, it, it helps out the show. And in fact, every single time we get a multiple of 10, we like to give away a free digital comic and guess what, Bell? We hit a multiple of 10. Uh oh. Oh, snap. All right, so about to give away a free digital comic right here, live on air. The winner of this week's digital comic giveaway to the iTunes reviewer goes the spoils, and that iTunes reviewer is G-L-W-A-H-O-O, Glawahu? G-L-Woo. Yeah, so congratulations. You get yourself a free digital comic. Be in touch with us. We'll get you set up. Uh, Thank you so much for doing that. And hey, if you haven't done so already, head over to iTunes or write us a review and uh, get your name in the running for the next time that we give away a free digital comic. Uh, We also want to encourage you to to help us make this show happen. Head over to patreon.com slash TV talk. Become a patron for as little as a dollar and you can get some uh, great stuff, including our full archive of episodes dating back to well before the season started with a season zero, looking at the flash across the multiverse, looking at our entire Arrow TV Talk season one spread of episodes. We've got all of that into the archive feed that is available to you when you become a patron, uh, patreon.com slash TV talk. And again, check out the, uh, check out the various rewards there. The $1 is great. You know, that's good, but go all the way through. You might find, uh, some, some fun little, uh, <laughs> cookies, uh, Easter eggs, if you will. in in the midst there, I don't want to spoil it. So patreon.com slash TV talk, uh, read it and, um, enjoy the, the joking. Um, be sure also <laughs> to keep up with us throughout the week. You can of course do that. If you go to flash TV talk.com uh, to find all of our social links, including following us on Twitter at flash TV talk. But if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podestery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. For the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides our awesome outro music. You can check out the rest of his stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. Hey, I also want to give a big shout out to the uh, the webcomic that we do, which is the Brogues at thebrogues.com. We've been doing a fun alternate uh, timeline storyline in which I got to give shout out and props to Bell. The art, this volume of the Brogues has been awesome and incredible and so much fun. So y'all check that out. Thebrogues.com for an awesome parody webcomic. Uh, that you're not going to want to miss. And hey, this has been a fun episode, man. We've uh, we've had some laughs. We've had some great speculation. We even got into spoilerific territory. But next week, we're back on track. So we'll be back in a flash. Shell shot. Knock knock, you about to get shell shot. Knock knock, you about to get shell shot. Knock knock, you about to get shell shot. Uh, okay, so we talked about the turtle dying. That was that was a big. No, this is what happens. This is what the turtle dies, right? Barry goes to Earth to, uh, <laughs> try to, or I guess Earth nineteen, maybe to try to find a replacement turtle. And bring it back so that Harrison doesn't notice that the turtle's dead. <laughs> <laughs>
gotta be. He finds he finds the doppelganger for the turtle on another earth. <laughs> We need a new segment, Turtle Watch. (laughs) (laughs) You have an executive in the chat. Let me write for your show. Yes, yes. That would just fall off in the ratings, but it would be great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that would be so great. Turtle of Earth. (laughs) Turtle doppelgangers. That's that's. (laughs) There's an infinite number of turtles out there. It just pops over. It just calls up Cisco to get another one. It's like like, like Barry comes into work. He's not speeding into work. He's just walking in normally. He looks all downtrodden. Cisco's like, hey, man, what's up? You need a new turtle, don't you? Barry's like, yeah. (laughs) And the the Barry Allen of that other Earth is like, where does the turtle keep going? Like, yeah, like Barry from Earth 2 comes up. He's like, dude, stop stealing my turtle. He's like, ours died. I know, mine did too. This one's from Earth 34. <laughs> right, which Earth have you Earth. gone to? <laughs> All right, I've gone to Earth 147, 219, 3, 14, and 28. Okay, don't go to those Earths. <laughs> he's, he's got a spreadsheet with turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. It's, it, you know how you know how much they love plotting stuff out on right. those whiteboards at right. Star Lab. Right. Right. I can just see both berries just like plotting it. <laughs> they got a whiteboard for the tables. <laughs> okay, okay, we got we we got. I'm so, <laughs> all right, we got we got to bring it back. Okay. And scene. <laughs> I don't know if that was funny for anybody listening, but I'm freaking in tears right now. Oh my gosh, me too. Captain, <laughs> Captain Dooley. Or Captain Dooley in the chat. Perfect response. Hashtag crisis, crisis of infinite turtles. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tired webcomic. <laughs> On the CWC. Instead of the Legion of Doom, it'll be like the Legion of Turtles. <laughs> And they all band together because they're tired of being kidnapped from their respective Earths. And so it's just this infinite horde of turtles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Oh, oh man. That's what well, they're doing. The executive left. I bet he's running to the writer's room right now. He's like, guys, guys. <laughs> Hold the presses. I got it. <laughs> and he tells me like this that's you know I, they look at what they had down for Legends see, Legends of Tomorrow season 4 like this is way better <laughs> let's go with <laughs> Infinite Turtles <laughs> oh my gosh okay wow uh, okay <laughs> where were we <laughs> I have no idea I don't even know I don't even know Turtle TV Talk Harry Carrie here they should name Hi. the turtle you know what they need you know what they should name the turtle what share if I could turtle time. <laughs> if I could turtle time. No, 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 no. We're not going to sing that song. We did that. that no, 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 no. Dead horse. Bell. Bell. Dead horse. All right. Ready for this? Is I'm that? ready to turn back time. I, I, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I, I didn't mean to shout at you. Would you go back? I would take back all those things that I said. <laughs> Another reason to check out the Patreon account, people. Be oh, sure to look at all of the different though. tiers. Every single one of those tiers. Be sure to read those. Turtle TV Talk. Turtle TV Talk. Rogue Media. Whoa. <laughs> 
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.